every family vacation, my kids break into the can-can. Can we go to the theme park? Can we go to a ball game? Can we get snacks? It can get expensive. But at Red Roof, we get a great price on clean, comfortable rooms and wake up rested and ready to hit the road again. This summer, when we rest and repeat at Red Roof, staying two separate times can earn us a free night. Plus, Ready Reward members can save up to 20% with exclusive rates. Book at redroof.com. I mean, .com. Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth with your host, Diane Helbig. Diane is a leading small business development and leadership coach, author, and speaker who is passionate about sharing valuable ideas, tips, and techniques with business professionals worldwide. Diane brings you the world's experts and gurus in all things business, whether it's sales, structure, social media, planning, or plateauing, guests bring their expertise and energy to each episode. When growing your business is your focus, Accelerate Your Business Growth is the show to listen to. Got a topic or guest suggestion? Let Diane know. The goal is to make sure you have the information you need to move your business forward. Thanks for joining us. Settle in and enjoy. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me. Today's podcast is sponsored by Audible.com, and I am sure that you know that Audible.com is a leading provider of audiobooks, but you may not know all the other content that they have that you could be enjoying. So we are offering you a free trial. You can go to audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth and explore around, check it out for yourself, and, and see what you like. Over the years, the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast has continued to gain recognition as um, one of the best podcasts to listen to for business, sales, marketing, leadership, a whole host of topics. And that is due in large part to the guests. Uh, These are folks who have expertise in particular areas of business. And they join me to have a conversation where they share their expertise with all of you. Today is no different. My guest today is Sally Holder. Sally is the acclaimed best-selling author of Hitting Rock Middle, The Roadmap from Empty Success to True Fulfillment, which uh, published this year, earlier this year. She's a podcast host and founder of The Brim. She's a sought-after coach, speaker, trainer, and guide to her clients, breaking out of their silent scream and success and into true fulfillment. Thanks so much for joining me today, Sally. Hi, I'm thrilled to be here, Diane. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I, um, I, I love this subject and I want to dive right in and have you explain what is rock metal. Sure. Rock middle is a term that I use to describe that middle place in your life or career where you can oftentimes get stuck and stay there forever. Um, It is where you're not yet reaching your greatest potential, but you're also not at rock bottom, right? You're succeeding, but oftentimes in the middle, we experience that really tough place where your success lacks fulfillment. So for me, the true definition of reaching your greatest potential and having you know, the ultimate definition of success in my experience and in my you know, coaching life has always included both success and fulfillment. And I find that a lot of people get left behind because they get left in this middle place. And I figured if we could come up with a definition for that and some terminology, we could talk about it more. And if we talk about it more, then people will solve that problem and move out of that place and find their potential and, and a whole nother level of happiness that they really deserve. That, that is so great. And, and I'm curious, so like, how does it happen? Is it that we, 
like get a job and we don't really think about fulfillment. Yes. Or, yeah. Right. Or are we so like, you know, heads down trying to accomplish something that we don't think about it? What's going on there? Well, I can tell a little bit about my story and I think that it exemplifies it quite well. Um, you know, I followed what I call society's model of success, um, that external definition of success. It doesn't come along with any internal markers, right? No one yeah. is saying, here are all the check boxes that you need to, um, you know, check in order to reach success. They are these, which are all external, and they are these, which are all internal right? We've completely left behind all of the internal checkboxes. And so I just did all the external ones. I went to a prestigious undergraduate school. I went directly to law school. I went to the second largest labor employment law firm in the country. I received awards and accolades and all these things. And I found myself in a 10-year law practice absolutely fundamentally miserable. Now, externally, I was having articles written about my successes and, you know, like I said, receiving awards, but I hated it. And it was this deep, dark secret that I kept for a very long time because I thought, who cares about a woman who's earning six figures and hates her life, right? Yeah. Nobody cares about that person. Like, they want to come and save you when you're at rock bottom. <laughs> and everybody wants to grab you from that place and say, make change. Let me help you. But when you are um, at rock middle in that middle place, you know, no one's coming to grab you and say, let me help you out of this. Um, and so I stayed there for a really long time. And, um, you know, I think that it is because creating change from a place of success is very, very difficult and often discouraged. And so, um, you know, I want to open up like, you know, Pandora's box and give people a big permission slip to create change from that place of success whenever they desire um, and start that conversation around that. Um, just because you decide at 22 what you want to do and be doesn't mean you're going to still be that at 42. And oftentimes you're not. So right. um, again, life experience comes with evolution and growth. Um, and so naturally our career should follow that growth too. So that's what I've yeah. done and it's been hard. And I'll bet it has. And, and so when you realized that you were miserable, that you weren't fulfilled, that you, since there weren't really resources for you, how, how did you shift? Like, you know, how did you just go, okay, seriously, I just can't anymore. Yeah. Um, so my story is that I, I, again, my experience was that you don't stay typically um, at rock middle all that long. You know, I mean, you can, but, but you're always moving closer to or further away from your dreams every day, right? Mm -hmm. You're either making choices towards the growth or towards your shrinking. And so I made, you know, the, the, what I perceived to be the safer choices, um, and stayed where I was, stayed kind of continuing to shrink, and then used all of the socially acceptable external mechanisms to numb the pain that came along with trying to fit into that box that I didn't fit into. Mm. Um, and so I started to drink more heavily, used alcohol, um, you know, and so my journey took me further down, closer to a rock bottom experience. Um, and you know, I do find that, you know, a, a lot of people end up now that I'm sharing my story more often say, you know, I'm not at that point necessarily at rock bottom, but I am drinking more than I want to, or I am numbing it with other things, right? Netflix, yeah. shopping, any of it. I'm doing things and justifying those actions because I'm in a career that I just dislike and I'm having to numb the pain of, of choosing to stay there. And so, you know, that's what I did. And I wow. didn't, I couldn't find the roadmap out just as you suggested, you know, I did. Yeah. If there was a person to pay though, Diane, I yeah. paid them. Like I was willing to throw whatever money there was at the problem because 
that's what society told me, right? There's something yeah. wrong with me because everyone else fits into these check boxes. Everyone else is loving it. No one else is saying that they're unhappy, um, <laughs> but we're just not talking about it. And so, um, you know, I went and took, uh, I went and saw a therapist. I went and took Myers-Briggs test. I went and took all kinds of those things. And they told me that I was a classic entrepreneur. Great, yeah. thank you. Um, for such insightful information. I kind of knew that going in, but now what? <laughs> like, what the heck was I going to just do with that title? Nothing. Yeah. Um, and so, um, you know, I then decided, okay, this is just going to have to be something that I learn to do on my own. And, and that's exactly what wow. I did. And I said, if I ever figure out my way out of this, then I'm going to share it with more people. I'm going to try to give them the same roadmap because I know that there are a lot more people in there suffering in silence. I know that there are, I can't be the only one and, and they yeah. need the same roadmap that, that I needed. And so that's why I wrote the book and wanted to share my experience with other people. Boy, I got to tell you, Sally, um, it so resonates with me. Um, and, and I think this is such a valuable subject because we really do have, well, we had, hopefully it's changing, but, but this real societal belief system that you got a job, you worked hard at it, you did well, you made a, you know, a good living or a decent living, whatever it is, and that you found happiness and fulfillment elsewhere, like in your life. Mm -hmm. And it, it's, it, it doesn't work. No. <laughs> you have, right? You have to be doing something that actually fills you up. You spend too much of your life doing it, right? Performing those actions. More of that time is spent working than is spent doing the play things generally. Yeah. And so you better love it. And, um, and it, it's okay to want to find something that you love and that you're passionate about, you know, I was sold a lot of those old stories that, um, you know, as I first started to express my discontent um, with friends or family members that, um, oh, this is just a phase or um, work's supposed to be hard or, um, you know, that, that's just the way it is, you know, right. work, work's just occasionally going to be miserable, get over it. And again, you know, I'm okay. And so, so I did. Yeah. I, I was a uh, put my head down, get back to work and just deal with it kind of person. And then the pain started to continue to grow and I couldn't ignore it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, I, I thank you for sharing your story. I, I appreciate it. And I, I definitely think um, that, that it is resonating with other people as well. And I mean, I have to say, I, I totally switched what I was doing when I was 45 and had two small kids and wow. said, done. And, and, you know, and, and it was one of the best decisions that I've ever made. So um, I feel it, I, you know, I get it. Um, Good for you. I, I'm so glad to hear that too. Yeah. Thanks. It was, uh, I was totally about it. My husband was a little nervous, but I, I was <laughs> totally on it. Um, so how does someone know when they're stuck in rock metal? What are the signs? So, you know, I generally tell people if you feel like there is a significant difference between, the, and a lot of people are going to say, well, I have this, but um, is, is that if there is a significant difference between what you show the world on the outside and what you believe is actually going on on the inside then you may be stuck in rock middle. If you feel that you externally need to put a mask on and show the world that you are significantly happy and fulfilled, and that is what you portray, but you know that there is a totally different side that you feel um, truly a disconnect between you know, that external representation and your internal feelings, then you know, I believe that there is something there to look at. Um, it doesn't always mean a wholesale career change. It can mean, um, you know, again, changing um, the 
place or the people, um, you know, or the processes. It doesn't have to be that, but it can be. Um, and the point is that more people simply need to give themselves the permission slip to evaluate it, to spend the time, um, you know, thinking about what would make them the happiest. I have the hardest time when coaching entrepreneurs or small business owners to convince them to put themselves into the equation at all, right? To put yeah. their own concerns and what it is that they want to accomplish within their businesses and what creates a win-win for themselves and their clients, right? I have a hard time convincing them to put the, their own concerns and desires and what they want to accomplish with their business into the thought process at all. And so we just naturally have been, I think, inclined and taught to leave that part of ourselves behind. Yeah. And we need to, to catch up with it. And uh, my philosophy now is, you know, as a small business owner, you've got to constantly put your desires, what creates that internal win-win for you and your client into every decision you are making, whether it's your pricing, your offerings, whatever it may be. Um, otherwise, you are setting yourself up for that discord, that either resentment, frustration, um, you know, ultimate feeling of lack of fulfillment because you're not doing something that you want to be doing. You've given up your power to your client. Hmm. This would, um, I think, help people fire clients <laughs> that weren't working for them. Absolutely. Right. I mean, again, I think that the entire concept of hitting rock middle goes into all of these aspects. It permeates every part of your business because it means that you deserve internal happiness while, while not when you reach a certain level of success, but while you are building it. And that does not have to come at a compromise of your happiness. It just doesn't. Um, it can if you build it that way. But if you choose to only work with the people who value you, who will pay you your prices of what it is that you charge, then you will find that you are performing at an optimal level and giving the client above and beyond. It's so interesting. I'm going to take a quick sponsor break and then I have some more questions for you. Okay, great. Accelerate Your Business Growth Podcast is happy to be sponsored by audible.com. And while audible.com has thousands of audiobook titles that you can choose from, you may not know that they also have podcasts, guided meditations, audible originals, uh, and more. It, it's amazing the amount of content. And it's sort of funny to me that um, they are known so much for the audiobooks that like the other content gets lost and, and it is equally good. Um, I personally, uh, the guided meditations, I find pretty valuable, especially these days. Uh, so visit audibletrial.com slash business growth to sign up for a free trial of audible.com and explore. Look at the titles of the audiobooks. Check out the other programming that, that they've got going on. I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised at all that you can find, and it's all in one place. You don't have to go on to different platforms to get the information that you um, are looking for. Today we are speaking with Sally Holder about um, not waiting for permission to do what we really want. And um, Sally, I, so, I think this, I'm sorry, but because I'm thinking about this whole um, not waiting for permission to, to do the things that we uh, really want to be doing. Um, how does someone get out of rock metal? Like, how do they, are there steps that they go through to, um, you know, work their way out of it? What, what What's... The process. Absolutely. So 
you know, whenever you find yourself, um, whether you, again, are in a career that you want to make a, a wholesale change or whether you're running your small business and just want to create more fulfillment within it, you know, I always challenge people to start by redefining their destination. You know, so many clients will come to me and we will begin by them pouring on all of the questions about, you know, just like you're asking, how, how do I get, um, you know, to fulfillment? How do I just love what I do again? How do I create more revenue? And I say, you know, okay, well, uh, let's figure that out together. Where are you going? Hmm. Right? Like that's the first thing that we need to know. And oftentimes they haven't defined that, right? And so yeah. my presumption is that they are then following someone else's external method because what else are they propping up as the definition of success or their destination is likely just duplicating someone else's method, which may not fit you. Um, and so instead, we need to do the hard work to really define what success is for us and that successful destination. And the successful destination will vary for every single one of you. It will vary by revenue, it will vary by the number of employees, it will vary by you know, um, the, the amount of profits you need or want, all different kinds of things. And so I always tell people, you know, we have to know what that destination is at the beginning because you could be going to California, or you could be going to Europe. And those require two really different strategies. And yet you always want to come from the starting line. And instead we've got to come from the finish line. And it is that finish line, if you have not done the hard work to determine what that looks like for you that you begin with. And um, know very, very clearly all of those um, bits of, of really relevant information and then, you know, follow the process that that really Stephen Covey outlined long ago, which is begin with the end in mind. And so when you begin with that destination and you work your way backwards all the way through and you're asking yourself, okay, if, if my destination is $10 million in revenue and 20 employees, then how did I get there? right? What were, if I'm sitting at that place, what are the things that I even visually, right? Um, if you incorporate meditation into your business, which I highly recommend, but, you know, visually what came up for you? What did you see, right? Is it a big office? Are people working remotely? You know, what, put it all down on paper. And as you work your way backwards, you can ask yourself, what were the things that I had to have in place in order to reach that, right? Okay. Well, if it's 20 employees and you see all the people working together, well, I had to have an office. Okay. Well, if you had to have a big office, then, you know, where were you one step before? What was the revenue that created that office? And is what you're doing now headed in that direction? Are you working on things that you can scale to that level or are you not? See, I never was. Had I defined <laughs> my destination, then I would have seen the, the true dichotomy that existed, right? I was practicing law in one state. I mean, I traveled around for really big companies and did work, um, labor work for them, but predominantly I'm in one office in one state practicing law, licensed in only one state, right? And um, I wanted to be this internationally traveling person, jet set, you know, <laughs> loving life, right? <laughs> Creating millions of dollars of revenue. And that is not at all the life of a lawyer, at all. Like yeah. most people don't even <laughs> to me now like what was I, and yet when I close my eyes and envision like the happy successful life that's what I saw and yet I just thought oh well I don't know one day it'll just magically appear no no you have to to put intentionality behind it like intention behind your actions to create the life you want and um so it's hilarious to me that I stayed so long and that I traveled to places where the most glamorous place I ate was either the gas station or Waffle House, right? And, and 
I thought suddenly all of that was going to change. No, I needed to, to change myself and then, then create the steps to, to reach that very different destination. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, boy, I, it's so great. That's what I was thinking about Stephen Covey when you were talking about it, because you're right, it, it is so begin with the end in mind. And, and I think um, it's so telling. I think part of the reason people get stuck is because what you just said, that they don't start at the end, that they start at the beginning. For sure. And, and, and they don't like break it down into, okay, if I want to go there, what do I have to do in order to, to head down that road? It is sort of magical thinking. No, they don't. And, you know, when you're starting from that uh, starting line, right, wherever you stand right now, and if you are to look ahead, right, and you're, say, looking at this amazing destination, that one I just described, right, 20 employees, $10 million, we'll just go with that. And you're looking at that and you're, you are where you are right now. I'm just guessing that you're going to look at that and be scared to death. Yeah. Right? You're going to look at that and be like, oh, I just give up. I might as well just stay exactly where I am because there's yeah. no way. The distance between where I am and getting there is like climbing Mount Everest. I mean, it's ridiculous. But that absolutely is the feeling every time you have to conquer something that way and you're staring up any big obstacle. But when you are at the end, when you are at the finish line and you look backwards, right, from that way and you're looking down, typically, how do you feel? A lot less overwhelmed, right? Yeah. Like it wasn't that bad. You know, oh, I can see the path I took, right? I can see the, the, the path I took to climb up here or whatever metaphor you're imagining, bike, et cetera. And I made it, right? And that is one of the biggest things is, you know, conquering your feelings and your fears around creating that, you know, bigger entity, that bigger business and that description of how is is all about being able to change your perspective and start out believing and being able to see it from a totally different vantage point. And so when you're looking at it from the end, your feelings of overwhelm are decreased. You are a lot less likely to give up, right? Um, So all of those things are really critical just as you start. And then as you're looking backwards, you're capable, much more likely, of, of splicing it up and looking at it and those short-term goals that you're capable of, of setting out. And that's what I do in, in the brand mm-hmm. that you mentioned at the beginning is walk people through this process and help them define those goals and then execute on them. But, um, and, you know, I always remind them, if you're looking at it from the other vantage point, of course you're overwhelmed because you're not supposed to know how. You've never done it before. It's new, right? It's something completely outside your comfort zone. It's brand new. And here's the other thing. It's something you really, really want, right? And there is a lot of emotional attachment to that. Yeah. So we are so much better off for the myriad of reasons that I've listed you know, right now of starting with the end in mind, not just because Stephen Covey said it, but because it allows you to let go of that attachment. It allows you to presume your success. It allows you to start already knowing and presuming that the outcome will be achieved. And when you start from that great point of presumption of success, you can take a deep breath and you can do it and you can begin. And that's 90% of the battle is just getting started, (laughs) right? (laughs) Yeah. And and that that presumption, I I, I feel like, like opens up your brain to possibilities. To receiving ideas. Like how creative, I always like laugh with people too. Like we have to laugh at ourselves. Like we have to laugh at the state that we're all in right now anyway. Yeah. But, um, you know, I laugh with people all the time and think about that. Like, you know, it's pretty comical that you would even look at the other situation and 
not be overwhelmed, like, and not just want to throw your hands up. Like, it's pretty comical to think that you would just expect all of that of yourself. You actually wouldn't expect it of anybody else. Yeah. Right? You wouldn't put those expectations on anyone else. Yeah. You wouldn't say to someone else, my God, why do you not know how to do it? You must be such a failure. You loser. Right? But yet we say these things in our own brains to ourselves. And, yeah. and we never believe that someone else right? We would think, oh, well, you just need to, to create logical steps and you just, you know, and so when we lose some of that emotional attachment and we can look at it from that, you know, third party even perspective, which is just another tool that yeah, I utilize with people is, is helping to distance themselves from that emotional attachment of the outcome. And um, again, oh. we can just laugh at how long we sat at go, that we sat at the starting line, thinking all of these crazy myths and believing them rather than believing in our own potential, right? Rather than believing in our own individual desires, right? Which is our soul talking to us, or at least that's my belief, yeah. is, you know, our internal voice that knows the best for us and knows we're fully capable of achieving these things. Like we discount that voice right away. And we will believe an article we read on the internet that has no basis in fact and no business experience, right? At all. This guy's only a reporter and has never once built a business, but yet I'm going to believe him over any of my own intuition and my previous success. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it is crazy, but is it because um, if we are we afraid that if we venture toward it and we don't get it, that then what? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, there is just as much a fear of success as there is a fear of failure. Yeah. Right. You know, and I do talk a great deal and that's why, you know, some of my clients kind of joke with me about like, gosh, you kind of mix therapy in here. And I'm yeah. like, yes, I ha you have to, right? Yeah. Because yeah. you have to grow. You, as the leader of the business, have to be different if you yeah. want to achieve something different. And so, you know, we can't leave our own personal development behind. Um, and so... Um, yeah, I mean, we have to learn things about ourselves and our own fear of success and, yeah. and what potential negative consequences we are attaching to that success right now, right? Oftentimes, we will attach negative consequences like beliefs that with that $10 million of success comes a complete lack of control of your business, or I've heard things that, mm. you know, creating that $10 million of, you know, I, I wouldn't want that business because with that comes, you know, um, the inability to, to have any connection with my clients anymore. And I say, why? Like, is that a fact or is that a feeling, right? Isn't that just a feeling? Like, can you find one person in all of the world that has a $10 million business that still has touch with their clients and gets to talk to them. See, if you can find one, just one, then your theory won't hold up. It's just a feeling. Yeah. And that's just further evidence of some of those, you know, myths that we put in our own way as self-sabotage and things that we have grabbed onto as a blocker to that success. Um, so that we don't have to go after it, so that we can stay small, right? So that we can gain the benefit from believing that, because there's a payoff, right? What is it? That's yeah, so interesting. What, what, what is the payoff? The payoff is never having to risk anything, oh. never having to fail. The payoff is different for everyone. You know, maybe it is, yeah. um, you know, a risk of financial failure that always inhibits them. Maybe it is the risk of judgment. Hmm. You know, I think that each of us has our own, you know, kind of one leading point. I can say yeah. for me, mine definitely is a risk of judgment. 
Um, um, but I see for clients all the time that it is certainly a risk of financial failure. Heck, Diane, I have had someone say to me before, um, I couldn't possibly become an entrepreneur because then I wouldn't have any health insurance. Yeah, <laughs> just wouldn't. Like, entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs can't have health insurance. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, where did you read that? Like, uh, where did you come up with that? Right. But we all have something. Yeah. a story that we've attached ourselves to that has become part of, you know, that blockade to that future potential. And that blockade keeps us in rock metal. It keeps hmm. us from that beautiful place that gives you chills. It gives me chills right now, just imagining it for you. I mean, for the people. And I think about how different our world could be. And yeah. I mean, I, I just get big picture all the time about how different our world could be if no one had to live at rock middle. If we all could just say, you know, forget the fear of judgment, forget the fear of, you know, whatever other, you know, financial failure of any of those things and not discounting, right? Not at all swinging the pendulum. I can already hear some of your listeners like, Ugh you know, you have to worry about those things. Oh God, you know, I'm not saying completely, right. Yeah. I'm not saying that, you know, now suddenly just cuss people out and don't worry about the repercussions. Don't swing the pendulum to zero, but, um, you know, create a plan for financial success, but don't let that be the, the driving factor that always keeps you at the starting line. Right. Um, and let go of some of it, right? Just an inch yeah. can even let you move forward a mile. Um, and, and, and you can experience a touch of that success and blow your own damn mind with it. Yeah. And when you do, oh, well, that's it. I mean, I, the sky's the limit. I've seen clients double, triple, quadruple, you know, their revenue in tiny periods of time, tiny, 30, 60, 90 days, because when you get going on this new belief, you want more and more and more of it. And, and your entire receptivity to new ideas and, and the true flow that business can, that you can experience in business begins to happen for you. That true feeling of flow, right? The one where you are in your natural state, doing the yeah. thing that you were meant to do. And that is when you can get the, and glean the real creativity, the real uh, ideation that you've been craving. The reason why you're not getting so much of it right now is it's all clouded. You know, it's clouded by all of the things that you are, that you are valuing more than your own growth, that you're right. valuing the, the judgments of others, the potential judgments of others over your own growth and success. Yeah. I mean, I, I get on my pedestal about this all the time because <laughs> I just feel that there's so many people that have so much to give. I see it day in and day out. You have more to give. You know that everyone yeah. I think deep down has that connection knowing that, but they're just craving that roadmap to do it. And I get that. I get it. I was stuck there. I've been there. That's why I'm so passionate about more people doing it too. I spent a decade there, man. I get it. Um, and wasted that time. I don't regret it at all. I needed that pain to be able to know uh, the, the level of pain that other people are in too. Um, right. And what you, you don't know. want to go back to. Yeah. And yeah. To let it interfere with me again. Like I wish it were just then a straight line to growth. Like you'll experience that, but then you may fall off a cliff again, get into yeah. old habits, right? Think you're all done with the growth thing. <laughs> I've seen people say that too. They go away, right? And they're like, well, I stopped reading. I stopped meditating. I stopped working with you. I stopped, you know, calling any other entrepreneurs I work with. I kept my head down for a year and suddenly I'm back where I started. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, you know, we just aren't done with it. We're never done with it. And, and I think the, the more that we can accept that, the more often we can continue to stay outside that comfort zone and, yeah. and just be super comfortable with being uncomfortable. Right. I wish forever ago that instead of my parents telling me success looked like a title 
at a six-figure career that they would have said success looks like discomfort, sometimes crying, pain, but a ton of fulfillment on the other side yeah. of all of that. Yeah. And that is all where you're supposed to be, you know? Instead of feeling shame about having the tears or letting them go or feeling frustrated, you know, it, it's often the very growth that you want to experience that's right there on the other side of all of those tears. But people stop when they get the tears. It scares them to death. And then they say, this is not where I'm supposed to be. So I'll just run back to the, the starting gate. I'll run back to what I know. And that's not going to take you to a different place. You already right. have been down that path. Like you wouldn't take a different route home and be like, let me cross my fingers that it just gets me home. No, <laughs> you would be like, hold on. Let me figure out if this is the path that takes me home. You don't get in the car and just start driving and be like, I hope this interstate goes back to South Carolina. <laughs> but that, we do that in business all the time. Yeah, yeah. We start driving and we're like, let me, I mean, if you guys could see me, I've like, and my, I joke with people all the time about this, like eyes closed, fingers crossed. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like one eye half open where you're like, is it going to work out? I, I just don't know. And, and I'm always like, how's that, how's that going for you? And they're like, yeah, it, it didn't work out. I'm like, and, oh. and, and aren't we surprised when I'm it totally doesn't work shocked. out? <laughs> totally shocked. And I'm like, yeah. Where'd you get that idea? Well, it worked for so-and-so. Uh -huh. They did it. Uh -huh. They found success. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Are you them? Yeah. Are you exactly like them? 100%? No, you're not. You have something different to give. You have something unique to give. Stop following their path. Create your own. It does feel like we, we as, as humans have done this thing to ourselves where we're looking around and we're seeing what we think people expect of us and, and what we're supposed to be doing and that we're supposed to be like so-and-so and that that's what success looks like. And it just isn't. Oh gosh, absolutely. You know, the, uh, people will say again all the time, well, you know, I would love to do that. That sounds great and all. I would love to launch this online business. You know, we may have mapped out, but you know what? I don't have the social media following and because I don't, I can't be successful yeah. or I don't have, you know, a 25,000 person email list. And because I don't, I can't be yeah. successful. I can't watch that business. Not true. Yeah. Again, not true. Just because one person has done it that way does not mean that you cannot succeed too. For, for every person that wants to do business with the person who has the 25,000, or I don't even know, I have like no followers, um, but <laughs> it's never really been my goal. I, that yeah. doesn't translate into revenue and I know that. So yeah, right. anyway, um, but, uh, but hey, so follow me on social media guys. Um, <laughs> but for every person that wants to follow the, the 25,000, um, you know, person, follower, like, whatever, there is equally another person that would never follow them because they have 25,000 followers that would never follow what they do because of that. And you have to know that at your core. You have yeah. to be confident in that and not simply take one person's path to success as law. It is not, right? The opposite always exists. Yeah. But you're never gonna see it until you go and look at it, until you try to find that different perspective. We put on one pair of glasses, we all look at it through one yeah. pair and see the same thing. And then we have a, no offense, but a bunch of people telling other people this is the only way you can do it. Yeah. And it's just not true. Right. Right. I'm totally with you on that. Otherwise, there would be no innovation. Yeah. Right? There are so many rules that are, are broken because of that. Yeah. But. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and 
a part of it has to do with who do you want to be working with? Who do you want to be serving? Because that's all that matters. The the rest of the people just don't. No. I mean, you know, it it is, who do you want to serve? Like I've heard people say that, like, which master do you want to serve? Like the external or the internal or, and the external very often are all based on assumptions. Yep. All based on, you know, some, you know, just mythical thing. I, I'm like, you know, I, I, you know, it comes down, Diane, to that funny quote that you see every year around Christmas time, which is, if you can believe in Santa Claus for about 10 years, then you can believe in yourself for 10 minutes, right? <laughs> I mean, again, you have to laugh with it, but, but it's true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you can put your belief in a, 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 a social media following, then you can put your belief in yourself. You can equally do the opposite, but we don't begin with um, what I refer to as the pyramid type business, which is a deep level of confidence in ourselves. And a deep level of belief in what it is that we are doing and what it is that we are bringing to the table that is wholly unique. And I always say that, you know, I did it the other way for a really long time and find way too many small business owners building the Jenga tower instead. Right. And the Jenga tower you, you experience as exhaustion at the end of the day. Right you experience as, you know, full decision fatigue all day long. You experience Mm -hmm. as one thing, right? Saying constantly, if one thing goes wrong, I mean, my whole day is just going to be ruined (laughs) and collapse, right? I can't tell you how many times I did that, where I would get a flat tire or my child would get sick. And see, I lived in that shaky Jenga tower, right? Where you pull one block one thing goes wrong and the whole damn thing topples over. Yeah. And it's because I wasn't built on what I believed. I was built on this teeny tiny unstable foundation of what someone else believed. Yeah. And when you do it that way, you are always in risk of toppling. And instead, when you reverse the structure and you build it on a deep, belief in yourself and the value you offer to your client, the value that you bring, oh my gosh, your earning potential is through the roof. Yeah. It, it will happen that way because you will approach your clients with a win-win relationship. You will approach your pricing with a win-win relationship. You will approach your creation of revenue streams with a completely different perspective, yeah, right? All a deep belief in what you're capable of creating. It's just different. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. It's, it's mindset, you know, it's just changing the way you choose to look at yourself and the role that you play uh, in the world. Um, Sally, if there was one thing that you wanted people to take away from this conversation, what do you think it would be? I would say the one thing is that that voice within you, the one that is telling you you have greater potential, that you have more to give this world, is your authentic self. It is the real version of you and you deserve to listen to it rather than listening to the doubters or anyone else outside of you. You know you better than anyone else. Start listening to yourself. Wow, that's really powerful. Thank you. Thank you for that and and for this conversation. I, I have so enjoyed it. Will you let the listeners know, you know, how they can find you, how they can get the book, all that wonderful stuff, please? Yeah, absolutely. Um, My book is called Hitting Rock Middle. It is available on amazon.com 
or barnesandnoble.com. Um, and if you want more of my tricks, advice, etc., I have some great freebies around building your confidence. I have a, a fantastic confidence assessment um, that you can take to really determine kind of are you built like a Jenga tower or are you a little more of a pyramid? Um, and then um, some amazing uh, tools around earnings and how to spend your time to create the business that you want. Um, all really tackling a, the kind of what I'm finding three areas of lack that we tend to focus on time, earnings and confidence. Um, so if you go to sallyholder.com, which is S-A-L-L-I-E-H-O-L-D-E-R, um, then you can get all of those tools for free. Oh gosh, that's so great. Thank you so yeah. much. Um, this was really wonderful. Uh, listeners, thank you. This is definitely something to, uh, I think, listen to again, because I think there was a lot of really great inspiration, motivation. I, I do have to say too, that I really appreciate Sally, you sharing your story. Um, I, I, because I think that really resonates with, with people. I, I know it resonated with me. Um, and I'd like to thank our sponsor. Head over to audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth to get your free trial of audible.com and check out all of the programs and the audiobooks and every wonderful thing that they have to share with you. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. For the ones standing guard, for the eagle-eyed, for the knights in shining armor, and for all those who support them, we are Granger, your experienced safety partner, offering supplies and solutions for every industry, committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com slash safety, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Harvard Business School Online offers professional certificate courses that are 100% online and can be completed on your own time. Discover how HBS Online can help you take the next step in your career and try a free business lesson today at hbsonline.info. Hey friends, this is Jim Knight, former 21-year Hard Rock executive turned best-selling author and top 10 keynote speaker. And I'm Brant Menzoir, former frontman of Hollywood's most dangerous band, turned top 10 motivational speaker and best-selling author. We host the how-to podcast, Thoughts That Rock, where we talk to rock stars, athletes, CEOs, astronauts, and even next-door neighbors who share their expertise and opinions. Together, we tackle the most interesting and challenging topics of today. Whether you want to learn how to become more confident, how to deal with anxiety at work, or how to write a hit song, or use Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in life, we've got hundreds of episodes to help amp up your life and move you forward. Subscribe to Thoughts That Rock wherever you listen to podcasts, and check out evergreenpodcast.com for more information.